When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and BTSC brings you all Pittsburgh Steelers breaking news, commentary, anything you want to see. If it's film breakdown, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, the editors of BTSC, have it for you there. There is so much, and those guys that you love to read at BTSC, you could hear them as well on the BTSC Podcast Network, the family of podcasts, anywhere you download your favorite podcast, you are going to find them. I'm the podcast producer, B-A-D, that's Brian Anthony Davis, and I am so proud of our network. We have, looks like 19 original shows every single week in the season. There's so much more, so make sure that you check out Pittsburgh Steelers once again wherever you download your favorite podcast. It's behind the steel curtain, and it's all there for you, not just your one-stop shop, your non-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's talk about what you've missed if you haven't checked out anything on the audio side only. Check out Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman that just debuted a few hours ago, a great Monday morning edition. He had his Monday morning conversation. Good stuff. Q&A last night, Shannon White and Matty Peverell teamed up. Very good show. Also, we run the North with Kevin Tate. You can go ahead and check that out as he compares the Steelers schedules to the rest of the AFC North. Lots of great stuff over the weekend. Later on today, check out my show with Shannon White and Tony Defio. It is the Steelers hangover. Then tomorrow morning, you never want to miss Jeffrey Benedict from the cutting room floor. You've got the Steelers draft fix tomorrow, which is Tuesday. And that is Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts talking about all things Steelers draft and personnel and wrapping up the draft and looking forward. They're also going to have some fantasy football Stuff mixed in as we get into fantasy football season in maybe a month or two. And don't forget about the Scobro show. That is tomorrow evening, which is Tuesday evening, where Dave and Rich Schofield get together for some brotherly love and talking Steelers. But with that being said, let's get on to the topic of the week. This, my friends, is something that we call bad language. So what's my concern this week? You just saw the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple weeks ago in the 2022 draft put together seven picks to not only help them for the future of this franchise, 
not only help them move on from Ben Roethlisberger, who retired after a stellar 18-year career, but to maybe help them in 2022 as well. And we are an instant gratification society, especially in Pittsburgh. Steeler Nation, you might as well put, what have you done for me lately? On the flag. It might as be might as well be the Steeler Nation motto. We talked about what have you done for me lately a couple weeks ago when we were talking about discarding players late in their career. But this is a different what have you done for me lately. Thank you, Janet Jackson, 1986. Why is this different? Well, we put expectations on players when they're drafted by the Steelers to perform right away. We want that instant gratification. We need the Steelers players to come out and be amazing right off the bat. We've seen this in the past. We've seen guys just jump out and look really good. We saw Lewis Lips in 1984. He's a rookie. Man, he looked awesome. We saw other players come out and strike a pose right away and look like, wow, we've got this amazing rookie. We saw that just a few weeks ago, actually just a week ago. If you've missed the Steelers stat geek on Thursday, that's about rookie wide receiver. I can't speak rookie wide receivers and coming out right away. And looking good. We found out who was the best of the bunch of the rookies selected. And Antonio Brown wasn't one of them because he didn't play much his first year. But there weren't high expectations of Antonio Brown. He was a sixth round pick. There are higher expectations of the third round pick, Emmanuel Sanders. We saw Juju shine right away. We saw Juju look good. And then in later years, when his role was different, when Antonio Brown was gone, there was a lot of people ready to throw him away. And he was still a very young player. Now he's in Kansas City. But that's not the guys I'm talking about. I'm talking about specifically number one picks that you expect to come in and contribute. And when they have growing pains, you throw out the word, the B word. Bust. I hate the word bust. I think there should be a time where you can't bring it out. You have to at least give a player three to four years before you want to call them a bust. At least, I mean, two at the least. Can't even count the rookie year. Sometimes. It takes time to get in the system. If you're a defender drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Dick LeBeau era, not just the Bill Cowher era and the Mike Tomlin era, but when Dick LeBeau was there, that system was so intricate on the defensive side that it took a while for those guys to get in there. And you're like, wow, the Steelers wasted a pick. There's some specific guys I want to talk about. And there's some specific players that Owen David wants to talk about. And as always, we like to go across the pond 
and talk to Owen David. It's Britsburg Owen, the voice from across the pond over in jolly old England. Take it away, my friend Owen, and tell us why we should be very careful on busting out the B word. Hello, behind the steel curtain. Hello, BTSC, should I say. Hello, bad. Good to be with you again here on the Bad Language Podcast. Something I look forward to every single week, being with my main man, Bad. So guys, today we are talking about Steelers fans. Let's be careful with that term, bust. You know what? It's so easy after one year to label someone a bust, to label someone as a failure, you know, to criticize what they've done. I mean, look at uh, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green's had one year um, as a rookie. He was a third-round pick, not a first-round pick. And he has moved to a new position, a position he didn't actually play in college. Yes, he had a few games there, but his main position was guard. And we're already labeling him a bust because he struggled at uh, center in after one season in the NFL. You know, that step up from college football to the National Football League, as we know, is massive. It just comes at you so much faster. The guys are so much stronger. You're playing the elite level talent all the time, game in, game out. There are no small schools. There are no easy pushover games in the NFL. And that is why I think we've got to be careful with nailing the bust tag on Kendrick Green already. You know, guys, I think we need to think back in time. We need to go back into the history and think about other times when the term bust has been flung around. I'm thinking about my favorite ever Steeler. To me, just the main man, a guy I loved watching play, a guy whose enthusiasm, whose effort, the way he played the game, the joy he brought to the game was just amazing. He helped me fall in love all over again with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That man is Troy Polamalu. I love Troy. Troy is my Steelers hero. He is just just the way he conducts himself. You know, his Hall of Fame speech pretty much moved me to tears the way he spoke. But you know what? Back in the day when he was first uh, drafted, he was labeled after his first season a a first round bust. I remember in his speech, him even saying that, um, saying, Mr. Rooney, are they still talking bad about me? When he was talking about the papers and the fans. You know, Troy was labeled a bust. Look at Troy. Look at Troy's career. Look at how Troy's career took off after that first season. I remember so many things from Troy's career. He's diving, you know, uh, into the end zone against the Bengals and on that snowy day at Heinz Field against the Dolphins. I remember him flying up to the goal line to tackle that Titans running back and taking his legs out from underneath him. I remember him that amazing deflected one-handed interception against San Diego. All his incredible hitting and tackling and the way he played the game. His pick six against Baltimore, you know, he took the ball and he went, Side, side and side, he went round players, he used his speed and he got into the end zone to get that pick six. The way he'd fly up to the line. Sorry, I've got to start talking about Troy Palomalu. I could speak for hours about Troy Palomalu. I just love that guy so much. But he was labelled a bust. Yet this guy went on to win two Super Bowls, 2010 Defensive Player of the Year, four-time first-team All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, and named in the NFL Team of the Decade. But labelled a bust by Steeler fans in the first year. Lesson learned, guys, yet? Shall we move on to someone else? Drafted for in the first round again, Terry Bradshaw, the real TB12, labelled a bust. Many thought he shouldn't even be the quarterback of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers after his struggles in his first few years. Yeah, did he prove us wrong? Yeah, he did prove us wrong. Arguably, 
up there with Ben as one of the greatest Steelers quarterbacks of all time. And the debate will always go on between who is greater, Ben or Terry. And I'll leave that to you, uh, Steeler Nation, to decide that for yourself. You know, Terry Bradshaw, four-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP in 1978, three times pro bowler, yet labeled a bust, labeled someone who wasn't up to the job in the first few years. Lesson learned, maybe. And now, here we are, back to the present day, labeling the likes of Devin Bush. He's a bust. Terrell Edmonds, he's a bust. And who knows from this present rookie class, they're a bust. Not right, guys. Not right at all. We don't know what effect that injury had on Devin Bush, that ACL injury, how it affected him to go from being that quality player that he was in his rookie season and the start of his sophomore season to the player we saw last year. Yes, we've declined that fifth-year option, but guys, be careful with that tag. He may well come back to prove you wrong this year, and I really do hope he does come back and prove the Steelers wrong to turn down his fifth-year option and prove all those doubters in the Steelers nation who called him a bust wrong. Terrell Edmonds named a bust again in the first round. But yet, season on season, he's got better. I think he gets a lot of unfair criticism. Before Terrell Edmonds came, the Steelers had a real issue with covering tight ends. Now, we don't have that issue anymore. And in fact, Terrell Edmonds owns Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is not an influence against the Steelers because of one man, because of Terrell Edmonds. He doesn't have the same influence he has against other AFC teams or other NFL teams because of Terrell Edmonds. So labelling Terrell Edmonds, is that fair? A bust? I don't think so. And hopefully this season, again, with his one-year deal, he'll prove to us that those fans out there that label him a bust are wrong. So, guys, before we label someone a bust, before we place that tag on him as a first-round bust, think back. Think back in time to all those Steelers that we've, or in the past, labelled first-round busts. In particular, Troy Palomalu, Terry Bradshaw, two that show you that it really is wrong to label anyone a bust. Well, that's what I think, guys. Remember what I say, please be careful with that tag. Let's give this 2021 draft class, let's give Devin Bush and Kendra Green a fair crack of the whip this season, in the 2022 season, to prove they are right to be given that black and gold shirt. They deserve to wear the black and gold. Well, guys, that's my view from across the pond. You might disagree with it. You may agree with it. You know what? Let me know. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I'm going to hand back now to my main man, Brian Anthony Davis, B-A-D, bad. All right. Thank you, Owen, for that contribution as this week and every week you shine. We really appreciate you coming in. You're kind of the calm influence to my manic mayhem. All right. Let's go take a break. And when we come back. We will talk more about why the B word is bad in the Berg here on Bad Language. Welcome back to Bad Language. This is Brian Anthony Davis on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Now, you heard Owen David talk about his favorite player, Troy Palomalu. That's the guy I was going to bring up. He also brought up Terry Bradshaw. That's the number one guy to bring up. We're going to talk about those guys. We're going to talk about a couple more. But let's first talk about Terry Bradshaw. Do you realize 
Terry Bradshaw, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, four Super Bowl wins. The only other guy to eclipse that was Tom Brady, of course, another TB12. But Terry Bradshaw was the original TB12, and you know it. What about Terry Bradshaw? Man, he wasn't even the starter at the beginning of the season when the Steelers won it all for the first time in 1974. You still had Terry Hanratty. You had Joe Gilliam. You had those guys there. And the Steelers were not sold on Terry Bradshaw, the number one pick in the 1970 draft. They won a coin toss to win this guy. He was the cream of the crop. He was the guy. He was the next quarterback. But Terry Bradshaw took some time. Fans called him dumb. Media called him dumb. Heck, later on, Thomas Hollywood Henderson called him dumb. Said you could not give him the C and the A and Bradshaw spell cat. Very brilliant, very funny stuff, by the way. But that was the Steelers. Cowboys rivalry in the Super Bowl that was talking there and a lot of cocaine when you were talking Thomas Hollywood Henderson. If you ever read his book, though, amazing turnaround, amazing story, amazing life, Thomas Hollywood Henderson. But when he was saying those things, man, he was messed up. I mean, he admits in that book that the entire National Football League and the National Broadcasting Company audience saw him do drugs on the sideline in an inhaler. They thought he was doing a rescue inhaler, getting albuterol. No, he had liquefied Coke in there. Oh, crazy stuff. But back to Terry Bradshaw. Here's the thing. Terry Bradshaw took some time. If you're a Steeler fan, aren't you glad that the Steelers were patient with Terry Bradshaw? Because he got his receivers, he got it together. He had a great defense to work with, but man, he was the guy. Steelers aren't winning four Super Bowls with any other quarterback back in the 1970s. They just really aren't. But Terry Bradshaw needed time to get his footing. I don't know if they used the word bust a lot in the 1970s. I don't know whether that was an 80s or 90s word that was bigger. But think about it. If Terry Bradshaw was a player in the 2000s, in the 2010s, now he'd be with another franchise. You know who he'd be? Probably be Mitch Trubisky, which people want to call Mitch Trubisky a bust. Well, he's going to have a chance to prove it. Just like Ryan Tannehill had a chance to prove that he wasn't a bust. Now, that guy hasn't won a Super Bowl, but the Titans have been better with him than without him. Mitch Trubisky has that chance. Mitch Trubisky was picked second overall. Terry Bradshaw was first overall. Did not shine right away. We're hoping that changes for the Steelers. Now the Steelers go ahead and pick a quarterback in the first round by the name of Kenneth Shane Pickett. And they're going to expect him 
to walk on water, to throw thunderbolts as soon as he steps on the field. Part of the problem with that is Ben Roethlisberger did it. Ben Roethlisberger went 15-1 and with the Steelers. Now, technically, he didn't go 15-1. and his rookie season, he technically, he went 13-0 and to start his career because he didn't start the first two games of the season, you know, but the Steelers went 15-1 and behind him, rookie quarterback. You got 18 great years of him. Man, Ben Roethlisberger raised that bar high. Do we expect Kenny Pickett to come in and be Ben Roethlisberger? No. But if Kenny Pickett comes in and is Kenny Pickett and a good Kenny Pickett, the Steelers will be able to compete and possibly win a championship because they are the Pittsburgh Steelers and they know how to build a team. They've got a culture. Yeah, that can happen. But we've got to give Kenny Pickett time. Now, Mitch Trubisky's not a rookie. So Mitch Trubisky has less time, but I think Mitch Trubisky has less pressure even with Kenny Pickett behind him. Mitch Trubisky could come in and shine and be the guy, be a good transitional guy. Tommy Maddox ended up being a good transitional guy for a game for the Steelers, but he was there to help out help Ben Roethlisberger progress, and he won a Super Bowl title in the process. Don't know if that's the greatest example, but you got to understand, patience is a virtue, and you've got to have it with rookies. Now, have there been Steeler busts? Yes. But if you go back to 2016, when one of the big names that you call a bust because of a first-round pick, Artie Burns, After his rookie season, nobody was calling Artie Burns a bust. But as Owen David points out, and as I had number one on the sheet, Troy Polamalu was considered a bust his first year. Man, the only thing memorable about Troy Polamalu at the beginning from Yinzers and Steeler Nation was his long hair. Bad, you see that long hair on that Polamalu guy coming in here? Yeah. That's what that's what they knew this guy for. He hardly played. You don't just break into Dick LeBeau's defense like I said earlier. Takes time. Second year, my gosh, he's a defensive player of the year candidate in 2004. And you, then you can't say anything bad about him. Troy Polamalu took time. You know who took time to? You know who we were calling a bust? One of the hearts and soul of this team in Cam Hayward currently. Cam Hayward is probably one of the most popular players of the last 20 years in Pittsburgh Steeler history. Do you think his jersey sales are huge? No, but there's a lot of 97s out there. But Cam embodies what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Cam wasn't even close to being a valuable Steeler until maybe towards the end of his third season? Yeah, it took Cam a while to be Cam. 
In fact, they gave Cam a contract. And a lot of people thought, why are you giving this guy a contract so early? I mean, I know you're bringing him back, but well, I mean, he's nothing spectacular. What do you do without Cam Hayward? He is an amazing defender. He gets better every year. And now he is a pro bowler. No one is going back in time. Nobody's building that black and gold DeLorean and getting rid of Cam Reckett Hayward. They're not. You know why? Because the Steelers have patience with these players. The Steelers give them time to shine. Sure, we talked about Artie Burns. Sure, we talked about Jarvis Jones. You could probably throw in a Vander Ziggy Hood there, but Hood started in the Super Bowl, made some good plays for this team, ended up elsewhere, had a nine or 10 year career in the National Football League, wasn't bad, but he was also the last player picked in the first round because the Steelers won the Super Bowl the year before. Maybe he wasn't the right guy. But you know what? It doesn't matter. That's still a pretty good percentage. Kevin Colbert has a better percentage than any other team in the AFC as far as picking valuable players. He's a better percentage than Bill Belichick does, and everyone thinks Bill Belichick is a genius. He's kind of proved he is. But personnel-wise, Colbert's better. Bill Belichick found a way to make a lot of money, get a lot of gold out of these guys. But he did it more with mid-rounders, which is brilliant as well. But what I'm saying when it comes to number one picks, Steelers know how to pick them. You could throw Kendall Simmons on the list of not one of the best Steelers picked in the first round of all time, but Kendall Simmons was valued valuable to this team. There's not many busts on that team. When you go back to, when you go back in time, in 2000, it's Plexico. 2001, it's Casey Hampton. 2002, it's Kendall Simmons. In 03, Palomalu. 04, Roethlisberger. 05, Heath Miller. 06, Santonio Holmes. The list goes on. The list goes on, on on who's good. Coming in, 07, Lawrence Timmons. 08, Richard Mendenhall. He went to the Pro Bowl for the Steelers. He had over 1,000 yards rushing. He got hurt. He got hurt from the beginning. He had a bad attitude. 2008 wasn't the best drafting year, just like 2013 wasn't. But I don't think anyone's really calling him a bust. It's hard to call a guy like that a bust. You didn't get everything you wanted out of him, but don't call him a bust, right? You can keep on going. You can look at the players that the Steelers drafted in the first round. 2009, we talked about Evander Ziggy Hood. 2010, that 2010 season, everyone likes that pick. It was Marquise Pouncey. And you know what? The Steelers ended up with two other guys picked before Pouncey on that team for a long time. Joe Hayden, 
was picked before Pouncey at number seven, I believe. Tyson Alualu is still on the team. He was picked at number 10 in that draft. They were picking, they were getting other people's guys. And those guys had good careers with the Steelers. Tyson Alulu might have been a bust for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but not for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It takes time for these guys to shine. You know it. You definitely know. We could look at other guys. Hayward in 11, DeCastro in 12. Yes, Jarvis Jones was a bust in 13. But how many guys have I named that are true busts so far? 14, Shazier. Don't call him a bust. That guy was amazing. He got, his career got cut short because of a a career-ending injury. We almost lost that guy. That was scary. 15, Bud Dupree. Not calling Bud a bust. Really can't. 16, Artie Burns. 17, a guy nobody wanted the Steelers to pick. TJ Watt. He was just JJ Watt's brother. You're picking a legacy. Bad. They brought this guy in, and you know what? You can't say TJ's everybody's favorite player. But back in 17, he wasn't. He wasn't. He had a decent, he had a pretty good rookie year. But there were some times early on in that season where they're like, wow, I mean, yeah, he's not as good as everybody thinks he is. 2018, Terrell Edmonds. Now, this is one that you're going to debate. They did bring him back for another year. Owen David talked about the contributions you get from this guy. You cut, you get good contributions. He is a Robin to Minka Fitzpatrick's Batman. And Minka Fitzpatrick was the safety that went in that very same draft, and they ended up with him. He went at number 11, and they ended up getting him. You know, so... You got to think about those things. Owen mentions Devin Bush in 2019. If he doesn't get injured, is he a lot better than than what we got last year? Most likely. Got to give him time. At least the Steelers are giving him time. And, you know, as fans, our opinions, and throwing that bust word out there, it doesn't really matter. Media could call him a bust. It doesn't matter. When the Steelers decide that somebody is not right to continue with this team, then that's when you could throw that word out. But remember, these are professional athletes. They got a lot farther than any of us did. And they're pretty damn good just to get to that level. And you know what? If somebody from the outside came in and said, bad, you suck at your job. (laughs) And believe it. It's happened. I see the chat boards. I see the stuff. There's some people that don't get me. That think bad language is absolutely that. I've been told, wow, bad. That's a perfect name for you because you're you're worse than bad. I get it. Doesn't feel great, but I get it. When you are put on any kind of stage and anybody's watching you, you're going to get critiqued and you got to have thick skin. But remember, these players are human beings that are pinning their hopes and dreams of their family and their future on these moments. We can't cut it down with just wanting to call them a bust right away. I'd rather not call them a bust at all. 
I'd rather say this player just did not work out for the Steelers. Wish it did. Hindsight's 2020, we know that. But when you make a selection, when you do anything, you do it in your own life. You say, man, I wish I would have not done that. But when you make that decision to do it or to order something off the menu, I should have got the the chicken instead of the fish. You know, I mean, look at George Costanza. You know, George Costanza, I mean, everything's regret with George Costanza on Seinfeld. You know, um, <laughs> it's, oh gosh, I, 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 I remember him. The Clams Casino, Chef Recommends. That's what I was going for there. And then he gets food poisoning. You think it's a good idea at the time and you make rational decisions on why you should make that selection. That's what the Steelers are doing with these players. One, you cannot, and we've said that a lot, you cannot fault Terrell Edmonds, Kenny Pickett, Jarvis Jones, Troy Polamalu. You can't fault any of those guys for being selected. They didn't select themselves. They offered their services, and that's when and where somebody thought they were going to be valuable to their franchise. Not all the time does it work out. Polamalu, it worked out. Jarvis Jones did not. But when you look at the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a lot more boom than there is bust. And there you go. Check out BTSC for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer. This has been Bad Language. And I got to tell you, I ain't apologizing for nothing.